This is Pastor Bob Yandy, and we're in the midst of studying about angels. Today, we're going to talk about angels in the church. Jesus Christ sat down at the right hand of the Father, and angels no longer protect him, but they do protect us. Wow. Join me today on a study of angels. For more than 40 years, Bob Yandian has been an expositor of the Bible, making seemingly complicated doctrine easy to understand. Grab your Bible and study the Word of God with Pastor Bob Yandian. Hello and welcome again to Student of the Word with Pastor Bob Yandian. Glad you have you here today. We began a three-day teaching yesterday. Today's the second day on the angels and talking about a study of angels. And so again, just had some great things to do yesterday. But today we're going to talk about the relationship of angels to the church. That's you because you're a member of the church. And once you turn with me to Hebrews chapter one, we're going to take a look at verses 13 and 14. And again, let me just quickly address those that are partners of mine. Thanks. Love you guys. I mean, I'm daily thanking you because I look around here and all the stuff we've got, and I can thank God for it, but God works through people. You know, I can't throw, I can't give my money to God, you know, but how do I do it? I give to people who represent God and God in essence takes from that and the love and the faith that you give. But also when God gives money back to us, he gives it through people from the hands of men to us. You are the ones who stand in the place of God himself for me. I understand God is my source ultimately, but my source speaks through you. Thank you for simply being obedient. For those of you, listen, I think there's somebody out there that know you should be partners with me. I've known it for some time and you keep coming up with all these excuses. Well, this, well, that, and all that. Listen, I'm not asking for half your income. I'm simply asking you, what can you do? Not grudging or necessity. God loves a cheerful giver. What can you give cheerfully? The point of it is once you start sowing that, it's going to start multiplying back into your life. He multiplies seed sown, not seed kept, but seed sown. And so God blesses sowers, not keepers. But when you turn into a sower, it starts with what you have. He never asked for everything. I can't find a place in the Word of God where God said, give everything. There's church people that try it. There's ministers that try it. But my Bible says, give a portion to seven and also to eight. That's the book of Ecclesiastes. Give a portion. And so this is what God is asking, but what portion can you give freely? What portion can you give of good encouragement? What can you give out of a heart of gratitude? And again, to give it into the ministry. And I'll appreciate everything that comes in. If it's a widow's mite or hundreds of thousands of dollars, listen, everyone's going to give because why? They gave proportionately of what they had and what they could afford to give. And what can you do? Go to bobyandian.com. Look at the website there. You'll find a place where you can be become a partner with me. I thank you in advance. And for those ones I was out there speaking to, thank you for finally being obedient and stepping out because it's not just a blessing to me, a blessing to God. It's also a blessing back to you. Hebrews chapter one, verse 13 and 14 gives us the relationship of angels to the church. We, in essence, take the place of the Lord Jesus Christ. And since he doesn't come to earth personally anymore, except maybe by spirit form where we can see him or whatever, he sits at the right hand of God and will sit there until the time to stand up and make the enemies of God his footstool. And so after the resurrection, Jesus left his position as the leader of angels and turned that authority over to the church. They've been sent before that to protect the Lord Jesus Christ. Certain angels, that's the rank and file angels, but now notice what it says in Hebrews chapter one, verse 13 and 14. But to which of the angels did he say at any time, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool? The answer is zero, none of them. Are they not all ministers? spirits now, instead of sent forth to minister to Jesus, they've been sent forth to minister to them and for them who shall be the heirs of salvation. We are the ones who have become the heirs of salvation. We have received Jesus Christ 
as the Lord and Savior of our personal life. And now where they protected Jesus Christ, we are now the body of Christ. And so they've come to protect us. And the same powerful forces that protected Jesus can now protect us. Look with me at Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 22. We've started out with this in the last one. Let's go ahead and go back to this verse of scripture. Hebrews 12, 22 says this, you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels. Notice this again, you can't number them all. And again, some of these stay around the presence of God. That's the cherubim. Those are ones that fly throughout heaven, announcing the holiness of God or the seraphim. Then there's rank and file angels down where we are. And again, angels have now become our servants. I want to read that verse of scripture again. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be, notice it was shall be future tense at that time. And uh, when Jesus sat down at the right hand of the Father, but when he sat down and on that same day the church began, now angels have been sent to protect the church. How do we send angels to minister? Let me let me just comment on this. I believe there's been a lot of misunderstanding on this because people say, well, we can command our angels what to do. No, you can't. Let me tell you how angels respond. Psalm 103 and verse 20 says this, bless the Lord, you his angels who excel in strength. Listen, they are more powerful than any of God's created being, the most powerful physically in strength in all this. Listen, let me tell you what angels do that you can't do. They can traverse the entire universe at the speed of thought. You can't do that. Angels don't have to walk and put one foot in front of the other. They can go there, they can go here. You can't do that. You will when you have a resurrection body. But I want you to understand something. They're a higher creation level than man. And in Psalm 103, verse 20, it says, Bless the Lord, all you his angels who excel in strength, that do his commandments. Well, you say, well, look at that. If Jesus commanded the angels, I'll just command the angels. No, no, no. Notice how it's qualified. That do his commandments, hearkening to the voice of his word. Angels respond to the word of God. When you quote the word of God, instead of saying, angels, go over there and do this for me, quote the word of God. You know, Father, you said in your word that I could desire these things if I desire them for the right reason. Lord, I desire to have that in my life, that I may do your will. And Lord, I desire for this to happen. Angels begin to go and work around for you, not for God, for you, to bless you, to minister to you as if you were standing in the place of Jesus down there. You never heard Jesus anywhere in the word of God say, angels, go do this for me. No, that's arrogance. I'm here to tell you they respond to something higher than you. And that's the word of God. When you suddenly quit speaking, this English thing that tells them, commanding them what to do out of your arrogance, then stop it. Start quoting God's word. You've lifted yourself up to the level here of God himself and on a level with angels as far as their creation. And they hearken to that because they listen to your voice as they did the voice of Jesus Christ himself. And angels will hearken to that and go to do his word and his work in your life. Are we God's voice in this earth? The answer is yes, we are God's voice in this earth. John chapter one and verse 23 says this, John the Baptist, when asked who he was, notice what he said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. He didn't mean I am one person crying out. I am the voice of one, God the Father. When I speak, God the Father is speaking. Jesus Christ is speaking. The Godhead speaks through me. And he says, I'm crying in the wilderness. What did he quote? At that point, he quoted Isaiah. I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Prepare the way of the Lord. This is exactly quoting Isaiah. He quoted the word of God and angels went to respond for him. 
one way we voice God's word is through prayer. That's why angels respond to prayer. The angel of the Lord was sent to answer the prayer for one man, Abraham. Genesis chapter 18, verses 1 through 3 and 21 through 33, angels responded to Abraham's prayer. So prayer prayed according to the word of God, prayed in the name of Jesus in the New Testament, causes angels to respond for us without you having to even think about it. In fact, I think when you go to heaven, you're going to have so many testimonies by Jesus or angels surrounding you talking about the fact, hey, you're Bob. Hey, Hey, you're Jim. Hey, you're me. I was sent to protect you one day. You just said a simple prayer. And all of a sudden I got a command from God himself. Go answer that thing because you prayed according to the word of God in simple faith. You even prayed scripture in your prayer. I responded to that and did that. Gabriel and Michael were sent to answer prayers for one man named Daniel. When Daniel was praying and interceding saying, Lord, in Daniel chapter 10, What's going to happen to this nation? Tell me what's going to happen because I know what's happened up until now. I know why we're in captivity for 70 years because, again, we we did not let the land rest every seven years. And that was for 490 years. We owe you back 70 years. But listen to me. I have read back here in the in the prophecies before me in Jeremiah. He told about the fact we were coming in, but he didn't say what's going to happen when we're gone. Would you tell me what's going to happen when we're gone so I'll know what to tell the people that are here? And man, he got a response. Gabriel and Michael came. And in fact, Gabriel came, Michael came, they stood by him during that time and they brought him the word of the Lord, which ends up being, oh, Daniel 70 weeks. The other things we understand practically through the end of the book and these angels begin to tell him what was gonna happen. And here's the thing, he simply wanted to know how we're gonna get out of here and what's gonna happen when we get out of here. And the angel gave him exceeding abundant of all he could ask or think. The angel told him what was gonna happen all the way to the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Daniel's 70th week will be the tribulation at the end of it, Jesus Christ. Christ comes back and sets up his kingdom on this earth. No wonder Daniel fell to the ground. He got tons more than he even asked for, but that's because we serve a God that does exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think. An angel from God's host was sent to rescue Peter because of the prayers of a group of believers. They were praying for Peter's deliverance. This is in Acts chapter 12, verses one through 10, and an angel responded to their prayers. The angel simply came, broke open the chains that were on the doors, opened up all the doors, Peter put on his slippers. Peter put on the, the robe around him and walked out of there. He was still asleep, half asleep. He finally stood in the street and finally the angel just disappeared. And he was standing in the streets outside the prison. And suddenly it came to him what had happened. And so again, he finally came to himself. I'm sure that all the time walking out, he must've thought he was dreaming and then realized I wasn't dreaming. Zachariah met an angel who struck him dumb. Gabriel was sent from Mary to announce Jesus' birth. Gabriel came to Joseph in a dream to confirm that birth and the fact that she was not pregnant because of a man. She was pregnant because of God and the Holy Spirit. Angels announced Jesus' birth to the shepherds. Joseph was warned by an angel in a dream to hide Jesus in Egypt. And after he chose the disciples, he said they would see angels ascend and descend on him. John chapter one and verse 51. All these wonderful things told us in the word of God because of angels. Angels accompanied Lazarus into Abraham's bosom. You realize when you as a believer die, angels accompany you over there. It just said of the rich man, he died and found himself in hell. There was no accompaniment into hell, but God has accompanied from, I've been around the, as a pastor, around the deathbed of so many people. And here's what they tell me. 
me, I see Jesus in the room. And we look and we say, can't you see him? He's standing right there. Because at that moment, they're between two worlds. They're leaving this world and going to that world. And they can still see into this world, but they can now see into that world. And they say, Jesus there. I've had other ones tell me, there's uncle so-and-so and aunt so-and-so. There's my wife right there standing there. And these people have died years before. But you know what? They've come to accompany him to the other side. Angels are seen in the room. I've never heard any of them dying saying there's demons in this room. Well, no, I mean, an unbeliever might see that, but I've been around that the bed of so many Christians in my church, faithful people who are going on to be with the Lord and they've seen Jesus Christ himself. They've seen their relatives standing around the bed and they see angels standing in the room. That's gonna happen to us on a day if we don't die physically. The Lord himself shall descend from heaven with the shout, the trumpet of God, and the voice of the archangel, and also those the dead in Christ will come with him. In other words, even dying physically on this earth and going to heaven is a personal rapture that God has for you. What's gonna happen for the entire church happens to that person right there. The Lord himself, angels with him also, but also people who've gone on before you will come at that time. And it's like there's just an entourage to take you to the other side. What a wonderful savior we have. Again, angels accompanied Lazarus into Abraham's bosom and we have the same Lord Jesus Christ. See you right after the break, right after halftime, I'll be back. Do angels really exist today? What is their purpose? How do they appear in the earth? What about demons? Where did they come from? Are they fallen angels? And can they actually possess a person? In 15 audio lessons on Angels and Demons Flash Drive, Bob Yandian teaches what the Bible has to say in a comprehensive topical study of angels and demons. Lesson series include Angels, God's Messengers, A Study of Angels, The Christian and Demons, and A Study of Demons. MP3 audio files can be played on computers, MP3 players, smartphones, tablets, iPads, and iPhones as well as car audio systems equipped with a USB port. To order Angels and Demons, visit our website at bobbyendian.com. Theology Simplified is a practical guide to foundational biblical truth. Basic doctrines are not difficult, but easy to understand. They often become disguised as complicated or deep-sounding words but the definitions are simple. Pastor Bob makes complex theological concepts clear and practical. Eight crucial doctrines of the Christian faith are demystified. Redemption, justification, sanctification, reconciliation, predestination, election, propitiation, and glorification. These eight precepts, essential for all believers to understand, Come to light as you read and arrive at a deeper understanding of the finished work of Jesus Christ. To order Theology Simplified, visit our website at bobyandian.com. Bob Yandian Ministries is training up a new generation in the Word of God. Because of your generosity and faithfulness, this teaching ministry is able to change countless lives. You will never know until you get to heaven how many people received Jesus, were filled with the Holy Spirit, healed or found God's will for their life through your support and prayers. If you would like to become a partner with Bob Yandian, visit bobyandian.com and click on Partnership.
Let's get back to that list that I was giving to you of times when angels in the Word of God helped individuals or brought messages to those on this earth from God himself. Again, Zechariah was met by an angel, and he was struck dumb because, I mean, he was trying to interject some things in there, and God simply says, I don't want you to speak until the time is over. And when he finally spoke, he said, his name is to be Jesus. <laughs> I like that. Gabriel was sent to Mary to announce Jesus' birth, and Gabriel came to Joseph in a dream to confirm the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ and tell him that it was not Mary, was not pregnant by another man, quit being jealous, quit thinking about putting her away. No, he simply said, it's the Holy Spirit working in him and in what working in her to make, again, the, the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Gabriel came to Joseph in that dream to confirm that birth. Angels announced Jesus' birth to the shepherds. Joseph was warned by an angel in a dream to hide Jesus in Egypt after the wise men left. After he chose his disciples, he said they would see angels ascend and descend on him, the Lord Jesus Christ. That was John 1.51. Angels accompanied Lazarus into Abraham's bosom. This is where we left off the wonderful passing on. No wonder death can be so wonderful for a believer because the sting of death is gone. And so we had no longer have to fear death. In fact, death will be a translation from this side to that side. Jesus confesses us before angels in our salvation. Children have protecting angels standing before God. Angels bring healing, such as at the pool of Bethesda. Angels will assist Jesus at his second coming. They travel to the ends of the earth. They sever the wicked from the just. They gather the wicked for judgment. They protect the just from the judgment of God coming on this earth. Angels ministered to Jesus after his temptations. So when we go through the toughest times of life and the trials and troubles of life, understand this angels surround us to watch over us. Angels minister strength to Jesus in Gethsemane and at the resurrection, an angel rose back the stone and greeted the women who came to the grave. And then later, when Jesus stood on the Mount of Olives, angels were there as Jesus was gone. The angels stayed. They didn't follow Jesus anymore because that was no longer their assignment. They stayed on this earth to protect and watch over the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And were there and said, this same Jesus you have seen go away will come back again in like manner. He's going to come back. In the meantime, we have now been sent to protect you. The church age began with angels again. This was Acts chapter one, verse nine through 11. Let's read that. After he had spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up in uh, by a cloud, received him out of their sight. And while they looked up steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white clothing who said, you men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up into heaven? This same Jesus who is taken from you into heaven will come in the same way as you have seen him go into heaven. What was angels' ministry in the book of Acts? We talked about with Jesus, the four gospels, and when the four gospels ended, now the book of Acts begins. Let's talk about the ministry of angels throughout the book of Acts. Acts chapter five, verses 17 through 20, the apostles were set free from prison. This was a number of them. This was later on in chapter 12, we have Peter, but here we have the apostles set free from prison, and this was done by angels. Acts chapter eight. Verse 26 and verse 27, Philip was told to go to Gaza by an angel. This was guidance from the Lord. Acts chapter 10, verses 3 through 6, Cornelius, before his household was born again and filled with the Holy Spirit, saw an angel in a vision telling him that Peter was going to come to the house 
and all this stuff began. And so God took care of both sides. One on one side, Peter had a vision from heaven on the housetop. And over here, Cornelius had an angel visit him to tell him this was going to happen. Acts chapter 12, verses seven through 10. Peter was delivered from prison as the church was praying for them. I love this story. I mean, the angel set him free, put him out on the street. Peter finally woke up when he was out there, thought, what, what in the world's going on? Walked to the place where the church was having a prayer meeting, and when he knocked, and he went to the gate, and a little girl named Dorcas came out and talked to him. What happened was when he, she did that, Peter said, here I am. She said, well, you're in prison. You, we're praying for you right now. You couldn't be out this quick. She was surprised how quickly the prayer was answered and couldn't even believe it. Why, we've just got started. I mean, we started out with a little bit of coffee and cake, and after that, we started praying for you. We barely got, you know, a few minutes into this thing, and you're already being set free. Come on now. I love the way that the angel did it. Acts chapter 12 and verse 21 through 23, Herod was struck dumb and then fell over dead in judgment by an angel from the Lord. Acts chapter 27, verse 21 through 24, Paul told those on board a ship that the deliverance from the storm came to him from an angel who gave him a word of knowledge. And so we have that over and over again, the word of God. I, I've got stories. Let me just tell you one about my wife's cousin. And uh, she was on the freeway one day. She and her sister were on the freeway. These were cousins of my wife. And they was back, they were teenagers and all that. But anyway, uh, she, uh, the car, the tire blew out on the car. And they pulled over the side of the road and stuff. And this was on a freeway. I mean, there, there, were, there were traffic everywhere. And so they didn't know what to do. And so they looked around. They tried to open up the door, but cars were coming, you know. So they finally got out and went to the back, didn't know what to do. And suddenly a man came over and pulled over in his car, came out to them and said, can I help you? And they said, yes. And so he said, let me change the tire for you. So he opened the trunk, changed the tire in no time, no time, flat, rapid, closed the trunk and everything. They turned around to thank him. He was gone. There was no car, gone. Now they were Christians and they understood something. He's like, wow, that was an angel. I mean, we have it found in the word of God. God tells us that these angels watch over us and they keep us in all our ways, just like they kept Jesus Christ in all of his ways. How wonderful this is. Story after story after story. I can tell you of ministers, of friends who've had angels come. You don't have to be some you know, guy with an ordination and preach from a pulpit somewhere. Duh. Listen, angels are out to protect each and every one of us because I'm no more special than you are. Even though I have a calling to preach and teach and have taught in a church for years, I can't put myself above the guy that's out there working on assembly line somewhere, because you know what? I'm not going to get to heaven and have greater rewards than you do. You might have greater rewards than I do for your ability to listen to God, your openness to things of God, and you have every right to be protected by angels. In fact, I believe there's so much deliverance from angels that come in this lifetime. We won't know the half of it till we get to heaven and sit down. I think part of eternity will be angel after angel telling us, you remember when this happened to you? Yeah, I was behind the scenes working this thing out. Uh, Daniel, who is a praise and worship leader now for Andrew Womack, was also my praise and worship leader many, many years ago. And uh, he was telling a story. He was over in Hawaii and he had a group of people with him. They were doing a conference on praise and worship over there. And they were coming across a mountain on Oahu. They were coming back to this one place, coming over a mountain. And uh, where they were coming, there was a car headed on the, on the other side coming this way. They were going this way. But the close they got to it, this guy worked himself into the lane over here. And I mean, they said they didn't know what to do. Suddenly he was just in their lane and they were doing 65, whatever. He was doing 65, whatever. And they said they all cried. All they did was they said, Jesus. They said at that moment, they said they felt something go through them. 
And he said, looked in his rearview mirror and that car was going that way and they were going this way. The cars literally passed in between, into each other. They didn't wreck, no, the molecules, whatever, all went by each other and that car went through this car and they both came out on the other side and just kept on going. He said, everyone in the car just was overwhelmed. They said, it's like they could feel something go through them. Angels protecting them, watching over them. Th their stories, again, beyond even description. One minister that I know of said he, ca he came to a corner and he had a voice come to him. He says, almost like it was an audible voice and said, don't take this way to work it today, go another way. So he said, he decided to obey and he went another way. Took him a little bit longer to get there. But when he found out later, what happened was a huge wreck happened at the corner about the time he would have been there. He said an angel was protecting him. He knew the Holy Spirit spoke to him or else it was an angel that talked to him. It could be either one, but you may not know till you get to heaven. And you get to talk to those angels that watched over you. Let's talk about angels in the epistles. We talk about angels in Acts. We talk about angels in the four gospels. What about angels today in our time period? Again, this is found in the epistles of the New Testament. First Thessalonians chapter four and verse 16 says this, that angels will accompany Jesus Christ at the rapture of the church. We'll not only rise to meet Jesus at the rapture, we're gonna rise into an innumerable company of angels will be coming back at that time. And in fact, the angel of the Lord will be with him and Jesus Christ will come back with the voice of the archangel. So he'll come back, but I think there's gonna be accompanying angels around it at that time. So we have that to look forward to. Are you born again, a member of the church? Then you know what's gonna happen? I know the earth looks terrible. I know the world situation looks terrible. I don't know how much longer the world can last like this, but I have read the Bible. And before things really get bad, we have not been appointed under wrath. Before God even pours out his wrath on this earth, he's going to take us up out of here. That's going to happen at the rapture of the church. We will go to heaven for seven years. And in that time period, we'll go through the judgment seat of Christ. We'll be rewarded in heaven as he judges our works, not us. He's gonna judge our works and we will receive our rewards. At the end of that time, we will then become the bride. That that time of purging in heaven of and, and getting rid of the works of the flesh and, and the wood, hay, and stubble, all that'll be left over is gold, silver, and precious stones. This is all found in 1 Corinthians chapter three, that we will come back after that. And the Bible says in chapter 19 of Acts, we'll come back as a bride adorned for her husband. We will be the bride. We're not the bride now, but we will be then. He's gonna fashion us into the bride. Right now we're the body of Christ. And so angels will come. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse two, angels secretly visit Christians. And so we may not know, it says unawares. There's, there's times we may see somebody not even aware it's an angel. We won't find out till we get to heaven, but angels secretly watch over us. And in heaven, we're gonna find out that many things we went through that we thought, wow, that was wonderful. It was actually arranged by an angel or angels. Jude uh, verse nine, there's just one chapter in Jude. Michael, did not even bring a railing accusation against Satan, but said, the Lord rebuke you. There's times when Satan comes against us and an angel rebukes him for our sake. Hallelujah. Revelation chapter one and verse one, the angel brought the message of the entire book of Revelation to John. So when we get it, guess what? It came by an angel. I'm not sure other books did that, but we're specifically told that the book of Revelation was brought to John by an angel. In Revelation chapter seven, chapter eight, and chapter 16, angels delivered the wrath of God to this earth. So there's gonna come times when, listen, right now we have not been appointed under wrath, but the wrath of God will be poured out on this earth one day. And that will be during the time of the tribulation because not, listen, you think it's, it's bad with what's going on now. We see Satan at work. What's gonna happen whenever the church is gone and not only will Satan be trying to destroy parts of this earth, God himself will be doing the same thing on the other side because God has given this, this world 
uh, 2,000 years to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and many throughout that time have said no. Revelation chapter 8, an angel delivers prayers to heaven. So when we pray, here's something, it didn't say that about every prayer, but there's certain prayers that angels will even deliver into heaven. Revelation chapter 14 and verse 6, here's something interesting. During the tribulation, angels will preach the gospel. They preach the gospel in the Old Testament. During the church age, they don't. In fact, angels desire to look into the things we see as believers because they weren't uh, aware this dispensation called the church, called the mystery, was even going to come. So they preach the gospel. And finally, in Revelation chapter 20 and verse 1, angels will place Satan into the bottomless pit. Wow. They are actually sent out to do the work of God in those last days. Whew, talk about some great things coming. Talk about some great things in your life. Why don't you, the rest of this day, and especially when you go to bed tonight, thank God for the angelic hosts that surround you to watch over you, protect you, and keep you. See you tomorrow. You can order resources, become a partner, or browse free articles and podcasts. You can also join our mailing list and receive weekly devotions and the latest ministry updates. Visit bobyandian.com. To contact us by mail, use the address on your screen. Thank you for watching today's broadcast. We'll see you next time on Student of the Word with Bob Yandian.